And we're back. About damn time. Really? Seriously? Yeah, I think the drugs are kicking in. It's probably good because I'm topless. That's what all podcasts need. God, we are. Bad Philosophy, episode 97, recorded on August 12th, 2011. Ew. Hello, everyone. Welcome in. One, two, Bad Philosophy, episode 97. Uh, we are back for the... I don't know if we've ever done two episodes two days in a row. Have we, Kevin? I don't think we have. Ever? This will be the first time. I don't think we've ever done that It'll before. It'll probably be the last time because we're going to struggle to find anything to talk about. Yeah, I, I mean, it's... it's we're we're in this you know sort of marathon session uh, for for doing the uh, you know the episodes in the lead up to uh, episode one hundred. Um, so we're back again in uh, in Kevin's common area of his apartment <laughs> next to uh, you may have heard it in the last episode some people um, playing pool, but they're not doing it right now. So that's why we're recording. Um, so we actually have a, uh, a guest here on the show who has not been on in uh, quite some time. Uh, Julie Meadows, welcome back to Bad Philosophy. How are you doing, Julie? I'm doing good. Glad to be here. <laughs> so you're, you're not in, in South Korea this time, right? No, I'm not. Not yet. I will go back someday. Okay. <laughs> it's going to happen. I'm but, going uh, to Malaysia next year. So. Oh, cool. Where in Malaysia? I'm not sure yet. I got a Fulbright um, English teaching assistantship to there. Nice. I applied for Korea, but... Um, Fulbright did weird things this year, and they're sending me to Malaysia. So, well, that's <laughs> thank you, Fulbright. Near Korea? <laughs> Maybe. No, yeah, no. Malaysia got funding, and <laughs> I was a, a finalist that was rejected from Korea. So um, mm. they sent my application to Malaysia without telling me, and, <laughs> and then said, "Congratulations, you're going to Malaysia." <laughs> yeah, I had two days to make that decision, so. Oh wow! So you went for it, but that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. So. Do they do they speak Malaysian in Malaysia? I'm I'm making myself it's, look it's like it's Malay, I think. Yeah. They speak uh, Bahasa Malay. Yeah. Bahasa Malay. And okay. Do you speak Bahasa Malay? No. <laughs> <laughs> but your Korean's pretty good. Uh it's decent. It's better than my Korean. Yeah. Um, so awesome. Well, welcome back to the show, Julie. Um, I, I, I will admit, so we, we really didn't discuss in too much detail exactly what we were going to talk on today's episode. So, <laughs> talk um, about hagfish. Kevin does have random web comics pulled up. Um, I like yeah. web comics. <laughs> uh, we're, we're reading one that was reposted by Boing Boing now. Um, it's, it's about the hagfish and, uh, this is, um, Behold the hagfish. No, wow, God, I can't... I'm I, sending Julie the link. I can't read it now. Okay. Behold the hagfish, also known as a slime eel. Although both names are misnomers for this bottom-feeding cr- craniate is neither an eel nor a fish. Hag and slime, on the other hand, describe it perfectly. Ouch. The hagfish's <laughs> simple jaw and primitive eye spots betray the fact that it has changed very little in the last 300 million years. It is widely well, how much reg- have you changed in the last 300 million years? <laughs> Honestly. Actually, human beings have changed quite Not a bit. Not human beings, you. Not... Exactly. Uh, okay. It has changed little in the very little in the last 300 million years. It is widely regarded as the most disgusting creature on Earth, <laughs> to which the hagfish replies, harsh. 
Yeah, you, can read, <laughs> you can read the next Using one. Using thick layers of mucus to deter predators, the hagfish feeds on decaying sea life. Basically a vulture of the ocean. Nice. Um, it does this by burrowing into their putrefied carcasses, marinating in a rotten stew of viscera. They feed simultaneously through their glory hole from hell mouths and by absorbing nutrients through their skin. Another fish says, that's nasty. And the hagfish says, don't hate, bro. <laughs> While he's inside a decaying fish. <laughs> they also leave dishes in the sink, like, forever. <laughs> According to this comic. Yeah. This is Science, which apparently looks like a funny comic. Yeah. This one's made me laugh, mm. but... More like gagfish. <laughs> uh, uh, oh, I've seen slime... Or I've seen hagfish and slime eels. Yeah. And they do create a frick ton of slime. There's an episode of Mythbusters really? where they were testing the electric eel destroying wallets myth. Uh-huh. Um, and I got to play with a hagfish. And like you pick it up and it just exudes this goop. Like it's it's everywhere, it's nasty. Like it's a defense mechanism. So it, yeah. you pick it up and thinks it's being attacked. Mm. And it's like just snot. It looks like snot. Uh, <laughs> so so Steven thinks it's the most disgusting fish on earth now too. Yeah. Although it's yeah. not a fish. <laughs> But the burrowing into dead creatures and eating them seems pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, how many other things eat like that? Eating them from the inside out. Other than, like, parasites. Um, but usually those are alive. Yeah, I have very, things. very few. Um, yeah. Well, and anyways, so in addition to... I guess I guess maybe it's it's worth talking about... I, I, saw, I, I forget where it was. I think it might have been on Boing Boing recently. Like, just a... Um, uh, the science of like uh, disgust, or or like a philosophy of of um, what was it? Like revulsion, maybe. Let's see if we can find this here. Uh, there's a salon article from about three weeks ago. Hmm. No, it was definitely on Boing Boing. Uh, there's a Time article called "Why We Get Disgusted." That's from three, four years ago now. Yeah. See, uh, why do you get disgusted, Julie? What disgusts you? <laughs> what disgusts me? The evolution of disgust. Here it is. Yeah, this Not is what much. I found. Not much. It takes a lot. Really? All right. Well, I want to. I want to kind of. I mean, that sounds like a, a good as good a topic as anything. <laughs> also, I only have uh, fifty-five minutes remaining on my. So battery, we have to so record fast. To record quickly. Let's talk about disgust quickly. All right. Um, let's see, Science Line has a five-minute podcast about a new theory on the origins of disgust. So go listen to that. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll put a link to it in the show notes. Most scientists think that there are four categories of disgust. Uh, oh wait, 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 wait. Let me. Uh, what? It used it did put these in a list the first time I read this article, but what anyways, did you see in the it's all just in one big paragraph. No, it's it's on the website. Um, one core disgust protects the body from contamination, dirt, mold, and sick people. Uh, two interpersonal disgust protects the soul and social order, uh, promiscuous sex, for instance. Uh, three moral disgust protects society, stealing or cheating, uh, and four. Animal reminder disgust protects the soul from recognizing the body's animal nature. Uh, death wounds corpses' sexuality. Uh, but Joshua what a Tyson, list. yeah, that's an interesting list. I, I've never really thought about the subject before. So, uh, but Joshua Tiber, a psychologist at the University of New Mexico, doesn't think that these categories are correct. At least not from an evolutionary standpoint. 
It's difficult, he quotes, uh, it's difficult to think of natural selection actually encouraging the evolution of these kinds of terror management, anxiety reducing kind of activities. Um, to test his hunch, Tiber asked volunteers to write down a, a list of things that disgusted them. He collated the results, uh, collated, uh, and ended up with 105 things that disgusted people, such as seeing mold on leftovers in the refrigerator, touching a stranger's feet, hearing two strangers having sex, touching a dead body, seeing someone's bone sticking out of their leg, stealing from a neighbor, and a student cheating. Well, I'm pretty disgusted. <laughs> yeah. And I'm just thinking about these things. Yeah. Tiber eliminated items that everyone found disgusting, such as eating someone else's vomit, uh, along with extremely specific things that disgusted only one person surveyed. That narrowed down the number of disgusting items from 105 things to 58 uniquely gross things. Tyler presented this reduced set of disgusting things to a new group of people and asked to rank how disgusting the things were, or asked them to rank how disgusting these things were from zero, not at all disgusting, to six. Extremely disgusting. A zero to six scale? Who does that? Who, kind of, who does that? This really? Guy. This Science. guy. Okay. Science! <laughs> he found that disgust comes in three, not four, varieties. Moral disgust, sexual disgust, and pathogen disgust. His conclusion, whereas traditional models have suggested that disgust serves to protect the self or neutralize reminders of our animal nature, an evolutionary perspective suggests that disgust functions to solve three qualitatively different adaptive problems related to pathogen avoidance, mate choice, and social interaction. Well, I was going to say, of the original list, two and three, interpersonal disgust and moral disgust, yeah. seem like the same thing to me. I'm not seeing the distinction there. Um... You know, protecting the social yeah. order versus protecting society seem so well. It depends so on your yeah. It depends on your theory of, of morality. I would say. I don't know, Julie. What do you what do you think of that that list? I mean, do do you feel like that's complete or either one of those lists? Like, which one? Oh, I should link you to the article that we're talking about too. Yeah, that one so probably helps a little bit. <laughs> My bad. We forgot you're not sitting on the couch next to us. There you go. <laughs> it seems like you're right here. There you go. Okay. All right, let me get that pulled up. You guys can go ahead and talk while I can. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. We're we're just rereading other things. I I mean it's. When I think of, like, what I get disgusted by, like, it just, I guess that sort of, that does codify it pretty well. Um, pathogen avoidance, mate choice, and social interaction. So, we definitely get disgusted by certain social actions that take place, right? Like, you know, somebody killing someone else, or someone, like, cheating on another person. Like, those are, those are, you could say those are disgusting actions. Like, I, I find those disgusting. But, exactly, not in the same way that I find, like, the hagfish disgusting. <laughs> I, don't, um, I don't find the hagfish disgusting. I just want to put that on the list. Because mm. I think the hagfish is cool. I see why people see it as disgusting, but also yeah, I think it's... It's because of, I, I guess in this case, pathogen we, avoidance. We, yeah, right? I think that's where it would fall, because it's ick, icky. Right. We don't like things that are sticky, or that are slimy, or that are moldy, or yeah. or that look unusual. Because we don't want to get sick. Yes. Yeah, that's, that's the thing. But I, I know that, right, I'm pretty sure that the hagfish will not make me such, sick from touching it. I mean, it's like that goop you made in elementary school by mixing... Um, Cornstarch and water. Oh yeah, 
I mean, that's that's sticky. That's gross. But it, I wouldn't I wouldn't call it disgusting. I will say you don't want to get it in your carpet. I would say yeah, but uh, and where does I, I wonder if these papers discuss like how variations come in? Like what what why does it vary? What some people find disgusting and what others don't? Like Julie, you said it takes a lot to disgust you. Like what what's like what what's something that you can you would just you would almost like be on the verge of of vomiting about. Vomit makes me disgusted. Vomit, okay. yeah. <laughs> really? That's what I was going to say. So I just, can't handle vomit. <laughs> okay. Um, just like the smell, the, the, oh, the sight of it. <laughs> They're making me think about it. I love and it. I'm actually getting disgusted. I love so. the fact that, yeah, so do we not have the ability to objectively think about these things without them actually disgusting us? Like the very idea disgusts us almost as much as the actual thing? <laughs> I guess what I'm like thinking just reading this is... <clears throat> I mean, this is the, the linguistic side of me coming out, but we have one word for disgust, but are they technically even the same thing? Like, oh. is it just that we have one, one word for the word disgust, you know, that we kind of lump all of these things into, that, like, other societies may have a different way to describe each thing, if that makes sense. That's yeah. a good point. When I was reading this. So this is like a, uh, this is an Englishist, um, perspective, maybe. <laughs> yeah. These things disgust us because of how we define disgust. Yeah. And it has these three different connotations. Well, I mean, we have this problem with, with like, love, right? Like, there are three, four different, three different words for love in Greek that we all kind of put four? together. Three. It's three. Uh, philia, eros, and uh, agape. Those are the three. Um, but, like, we... We kind of put everything under different terms, right? Like love, friendship, um, compassionate. Storge. Oh, storge. I thought there were four. Really? Wikipedia to the rescue. I, you know, when I took uh, classical Greek philosophy, we only talked about agape, eros, and philia. And really, we just talked about eros and philia. I'm happy for you. Yeah. Wikipedia says there's four. Rare, see, rarely used in ancient works. Yeah. And then almost exclusively as a descriptor of relationships within the family. So, yeah. So it's not really this, like, family affection, I guess, is that last one. So maybe this is just another instance where, yeah, we don't, we have, um, we have separate concepts that we've kind of lumped together because they have similar feelings in our mind, right? Yeah, we like, react to them in a similar way, but for different reasons. Yeah, we, don't, we go, this is, so we, we call something disgusting if we go, Bleh, you know, or in our minds, we kind of, it's, we find it revolting. Or we, like, we, we want to we get away from it. from it. Yeah, like you, you said, oh, I don't want to, uh, you know, I don't want to talk about this, but, you know, when we start, or I don't want to think about this when we start thinking about it. But, I, you know, I, I guess I can see that. I, I want to look at like the, the difference, like the core argument here. So they're, they're talking about whether or not, um, see, core disgust, protecting the body from contamination, that sounds pretty much like uh, pathogen avoidance. So yeah. those are pretty much the same. Then um, mate choice seems to be under the um, interpersonal disgust. Or the animal reminder discussed. It's kind of combinations of the two of those. Mm -hmm. uh, and then social interact. So that's um, that's sort of under the, the third. The social and, order. Those are the yeah, socials. The, so the third, yeah. 
So the two that, that have the word society or social in it. Yeah. Among them. Um, I mean... I... Uh, the whole idea of, like, animal reminder disgust, like, I, that just doesn't strike me as, as being the best way to format it. It's like... That seems like you're stretching for something. Is that sort of like this disgust of, what, feces or, you know, Death, bodily functions? Vomit. Yeah. Um, Corpses. I mean, yeah. that reminds us that we're going to die. Um, yeah. I mean, I don't know. A dead body... I, I mean, we see them at funerals, I and mean, that's well, that's the whole point. Yeah, you have well, a viewing. The the thing is, the, the I I want to go back to the fact that it varies between people. Like, yes, the, 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 I think this is a universalizing of a situation that isn't yeah. quite that universal. I mean, granted, he did a survey, but how so, many people were in it? And he found, you know, um, or he found one hundred and five things. Yeah, does it say how many people he surveyed? No. Because I, I think that's important. Yeah, I think that is important. Fifty-eight uniquely gross things. Fifty-eight. That's that's not a lot. <laughs> yeah. Well, and they say he. And I wonder too. I mean, were they all American? Like this could be yeah. an American view. I think. I think yeah. some cultures may not find the same things. I'm sure they do. Disgusting yeah. or so. So let's let's you let's get your uh, your foreign perspective then, Julie. Like, what would you say? Uh, maybe something that that uh, Koreans find disgusting that you would not. Or vice versa. Well, I mean, this is back on the, I guess it would be core disgust, but I mean, Korean people share a giant bowl of soup and everyone sticks their own spoon into it. Uh-huh. And nobody thinks that's disgusting at all. And that's definitely and, a big uh-huh. no-no here in the U.S. Oh, yeah. I mean, you never you never share uh, the same, yeah. I mean, even like double dipping. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's so People get so uptight about that. Right, right. And so, I mean, but that's even core disgust, but I don't know, as far as... Um, well, I mean, but that is a culturally formative difference. You start talking about, like, cheating and stealing. Was there um, examples there? You know, what do you do if you're starving? Is it, like, disgusting if someone steals food because they're starving? Like, Yeah, that's a very good point. There are those who would probably say yes, but some people are weird. And by weird, I mean different from me. Yeah. <laughs> So uh, it's it's definitely like disgust definitely seems to have a cultural component, but which which makes it weird to me because they're trying to say that there's this evolutionary yeah, thing about that disgust. there's an evolutionary component to it. And like, I don't. You would think that all cultures like I mean, for instance, eating raw fish. You know, that's that some something that uh, Americans would definitely find disgusting. That you know, some Americans we've sort of accepted that over yeah, time. Yeah, well, we're getting there. So that's like a, a cultural shift in like our our standards of disgust. Mm-hmm. Which, I've eaten raw beef. I mean, steak tartare. We should have. We should like evolutionarily. We should be disgusted by uncooked meat, right? Because if, it, if there's an evolutionary benefit to disgust, right. if there's an evolutionary thing towards disgust. Yeah. So in that case, like, I mean, maybe he threw that out. Maybe that was one of the things that that he threw out as far as as one of the possible um, pathogen avoidance things. But that certainly. It would be a, a false positive in that sense for us to be able to, to train ourselves out of being disgusted by something that could potentially carry a pathogen. Yeah, I mean, I mean you look at something like, um, you know, in, in Judaism, keeping kosher, a big part yeah. of that is not eating pork, which has a lot of potential health risks if not cooked properly, parasites yeah. and things like that. Um, so, I mean, there's there's a um, 
a logical reason behind it. I mean, in addition to the to the religious one, mm-hmm. um, that that makes that have a lot of sense. But I would I would hardly say that's an evolutionary imperative. Uh, yeah. So I, I don't know how I feel that his his statement that because there are these fifty eight whatever disgust unique disgusting things doesn't necessarily mean there's a un, an evolutionary relationship there. I, that's a jump I'm not comfortable with. <laughs> Sorry, I just I'm going through boing boing again here, and I found the uh, how to farm with dynamite. <laughs> Manual from DuPont, circa 1910. <laughs> hmm. I kind of see farming with dynamite. That actually, that sounds like a sounds like a punk band. It probably it will be now. Farming with dynamite is my blanky blank cover band. If I knew more about music, I had about yeah. I suck at the cover band jokes. Yeah. I listened to like four bands. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, anyways, so okay. Well, that's that's uh, mm. In other word, in other um, <clears throat> realms, I noticed you're reading the the title that caught my eye as well here, Kevin. Uh, the World War Z movie. Oh, 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 here. Wait, I thought of a segue just now. So speaking of <laughs> disgusting things, <laughs> Kevin, I noticed you're reading an article about the World War Z movie, <laughs> which uh, apparently is not going to be anything like the book. Raise my hand if you're surprised. Yeah, I mean, this is... <laughs> Because the because the battleship movie is going to be exactly like the game. Well, have, did you not see it? They were shooting the pegs at the ship. That's what you do. You put a peg into a ship and you damaged it. And if you get too many pegs, the ship sinks. That's exactly like the movie. And then they line up on the opposite sides, and and, and there's battleships. And everybody yells "battleship" at the end. Yeah, battleship. I want I want Liam. You've seen this, right, Julie? You should see the trailer for the Battleship film. They're, they're making... We'll send you the trailer here in a second. They're making a movie called Battleship. Based on the board game. Battleship. Based on the board game. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Here's a yeah. YouTube Um. And it has Liam Neeson in it, which, I, I mean, his standards for movies have just gone way down. He'll do anything for a paycheck years. now. Yeah, he, he's just... Mm. I don't know, Taken was a lot of fun. Yeah, but not great. I mean, it was not a good movie. I didn't say that. I said it was a lot of fun. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, this is his latest romp into the, uh, the realm of the um, absurd, I would say, <laughs> and poorly produced. I just want him to have the line, though. Uh, oh, you know he will. Like somewhere, somewhere at the end, you know, suck my battleship. Yeah, are you watching this, Julie? Um, we should describe it. So, surfers, dude on the beach. I sent the link. Um, yeah, describing it's weird. We yes. can just link to it in the show notes. We could. We could. And then we say, watch now. It's meta. It's meta, though. There's no, it's filling still. time we don't need to fill. I realize, like, an eighth of this trailer is them lying on that beach. Head shaving. How do you want to yelling. sell a movie, Stephen? <laughs> Playing soccer. Soccer? Soccer. Really? Stephen. Oh, this, is like a, this is a long trailer. Okay. Yeah. It's kind of a long trailer. It's like two minutes. It's crazy. Yeah, and Stephen's live Stephen riffing still on yelling. it. You can play it along. We don't really... I mean, we don't have any battleships in active commission anymore, do we? We don't use them anymore. So we what do we... aircraft carriers. I mean, how do they even film this? Or is, it's all it's called a lie. Yeah. I'm sure they're all fake. But, yeah, no, no. The, the U.S. Navy would not let them film a movie on a battleship 
about the battleship fighting aliens yeah. in a movie called Battleship based on the board game <laughs> Battleship. Also, Julie, there's aliens. Spoiler alert. Oh, yeah. I don't know if you've gotten to that part there's yet. There's aliens. But, but, yeah, you'll see it about halfway through. It's basically, uh, you know, Michael Bay Transformers knockoff, essentially. Wow. No, it's a knockoff of the game Battleship. But there were no aliens in the game Battleship. You just didn't know there were aliens were in the you, game Battleship. Were you the alien? I was the alien. alien. Oh, man. <laughs> that makes so much sense. You were so much bigger than the ships because you were a giant alien manipulating them, playing the game. And that's going to be oh. the final shot in the movies. They're going to pan out, and it's just two aliens using force fields to maneuver the ships. Right, around. right. But see, they're shooting the pegs. They're shooting the pegs into, into the, the ship. ship. Wow. And if you get too many pegs in your ship, it sinks. Then it sinks. Wow. Ah, yeah. See, the world is going to end because the aliens are going to come here. They're going to see that movie and be like, this race is worth shit. And and they can't make actual cinema. And so they're just going to destroy our planet because they're like, this is the best you can come up with? Really? Really? I'd show a little Miss Sunshine. (laughs) Uh, As a counter-argument. Yeah. Not a great film. But so much better than Battleships. The thing is, there are way more battleships in the world than there are Little Miss Sunshines. Like, seriously, if an alien race came down to our planet right now, what would they see the majority of? Like, most of the planet is starving. Like, a lot of it. Um, We fight each other all the time. Uh, The best we can do as far as, as... Like, we'll pay for a movie like Battleship, but... You know, something like, uh, you know, Firefly gets cancelled. I mean, it's kind of... I don't stuff. think the aliens would care about Firefly. They, they probably would. You know, if they just watched it. <laughs> if they just watched the first few episodes, they would care about it. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, sorry. Um, so apparently the World War Z movie, is, it's, it won't be as bad as Battleship. But it'll probably be pretty disgusting. I, you know, it may be good. It may. Be good. I oh, you know what I wanted to read was the uh, all the reasons why Walking Dead uh, or how all the ways the they wanted to, to cut the budget on Walking Dead. Yeah. Okay. Did you ever watch The Walking Dead, Julie? No. Are you a fan of zombies at all? Uh, I have not seen a movie in who knows how long. <laughs> well, this is a TV show, but did you find the? Well, which is okay, I watch even you. less of. That's so. fine. Well, The Walking Dead is a zombie-based TV show. It's a TV mm-hmm. show about people okay. dying inside the hand of zombies. Yeah, well, and killing zombies. It's about surviving in it, you know. After post, the zombies, went. after the zombocalypse. We haven't used the word zombocalypse in a while. Well, now we have. Yeah. Congratulations. We had not used the word. But the main in a while. guy behind the TV show got kicked off. Uh, not too long ago. Right after you saw him at Comic-Con. I didn't see him at Comic-Con. Oh, okay. But you went to Comic-Con. I went to Comic-Con. Yeah. I could have seen him had I got there at 5 a.m. and stood in line for four hours. Uh, um, which I didn't do. It was pretty much his last hurrah because he was he was fired right afterwards. He was there. fired a few days later. Yeah. And But they wanted him to shave money on the thing in a number of different ways, including filming half of the show indoors despite the fact that the material it's based on takes place mostly outdoors. Yeah. Um, and he also wanted them to not have so many zombies. There was something like, you know, couldn't the audience just hear the zombies sometimes and not see them to save on makeup? Yeah. Oh. 
which, you know, it could work if it was on the radio. <laughs> I, want a, I want a new radio drama. Well, I like, want I want to write radio drama, Stephen. That's something I've been working on. We could do that as podcasts. Well, I, that's what I'm like, saying. I'm saying. Foley and, and I'm, everything. I'm working on that, and that's one of the things yeah. I've been building recently. Okay. Um, I listened to a bunch of old-time radio shows recently through archive.org. The best uh, radio drama that I that in recent memory was the uh, the I Love Bees, um, ARG, and like all of the, the the story that took place over that because it was a bunch of a bunch of sound clips that were unlocked by uh, like answering payphones based on GPS locations that you would decode from a website. This was the Halo Two ARG. This was like one of the first big scale ARGs. Some of you listening will know what I'm talking about. Basically. <laughs> you would piece the audio clips together into kind of these short little like episodes, or you'd like tell people this. on the internet did it for you, and yeah, then you just listen. But to it was them. it was fun if you if you did it on your own. That was the whole point of the ARG. Um, but it was it was basically a radio drama, and and it was very well produced. Had some good voice actors, um, really good Foley, really excellent, um, really Foley, excellent. yeah, Foley. <laughs> <sighs> Someone's come in the door. There's <laughs> that one door clip that, that is still out there. I don't know if y'all know what I'm talking about, but you, you'll know it when you hear it. It's like the it's like the um, the Wilhelm scream. It's in everything, in absolutely everything. We're really just spinning our wheels right now, aren't we? Yeah, yeah. Well, that's all right. That's we need. We we, we had a great episode yesterday. We need to talk about a episode. Yeah. What did you guys talk about yesterday? Uh, the London riots, the UK riots. Do you have an opinion on the door, on the London riots? Um, we didn't haven't read a whole lot about them, but uh, bizarre. That I guess. Yeah, they there's that's okay. There's riots in London. I I did know that. What, what are you? I'm doing playing sound fine effects. Sounds? Yeah, okay. Have you ever findsounds.com? No, it's the best place to find sound effects. Huh. See, oh, here's so we have kind of a follow-up article. I get really. Why is it playing these through Skype though? It's not. I'm hearing them. You're hearing them because you're into my oh, audio. Oh, that's pounds. right. It's, so Julie's you're not, not hearing these. Julie's things. not hearing these. You're reacting okay. to things, and Julie's going. I'm reacting. Yeah, these I'm things. reacting to things that don't exist, Julie. I'm sorry about that. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um. So let's see here. Yeah, this is this is somebody's response uh, in Alternate. Eight reasons why, uh, or eight reasons young Americans don't fight back. How the U.S. crushed youth resistance. Yay! <laughs> um, the, the reasons, in uh, in order, student loan debt. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> you can't fight back. You'll be broke. You're already broke, actually. Yes. You're making negative money. Um, psycho, uh, psychopathologizing and medicating noncompliance. A complicated way to say a simple thing, yeah. We're doped up on hoopy juice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, let's see what else we got here. Schools that educate for compliance and not for democracy. Okay. Yeah, uh, that's No fair. child left behind and race to the top. <laughs> yeah, that's why no child left behind yeah. everything. Oh, it's just, it's such a scapegoat. It's such a great scapegoat. It's convenient. Uh, shaming young people who take education but not their schooling, seriously. What? what? <laughs> I don't what we broke Stephen uh, okay yeah I'll have to read the, the 
expanded version of that one. The normalization of surveillance. They have that in London already. Yeah, they, they actually, I think it's worse in the UK. Television. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they have that in the UK as well. Let's blame television. Um, and fundamentalist religion and fundamentalist consumerism. Fundamentalist consumerism? I think fundamental. Aren't the fundamentalists usually the ones that do fight back? Yeah. Um, yeah. It's kind of odd. That's sort of what they're known for, their outspokenness. Yeah. Well, I really don't want to retread yesterday's episode, so let's do the form spring. Yeah, you can answer some questions on form spring. That'd be fun, Julie. Yeah. Actually, let's do that. We'll have Julie answer the questions. We can answer them too. I hate that it's... Okay, you can pull up the form spring. It just... It signs me on automatically. Yeah. Because Facebook... Uh, yeah, I don't really use Facebook anymore. Yep. Oh, username password mismatch. Fail. Ta-da. So, we have lots of questions. Julie, if you were a pirate, what would your name be? If I was a pirate? Uh-huh. Uh... Julie Medars. I was gonna say Juilliard. <laughs> what? That was that means what? That was a good one. Don't give me that look. That was a good one. It was good. It was decent. Better than most of my better than most of my puns. Stephen, what would your middle your pirate name be? Um uh, Tar or not middle name, but pirate name. Tar. Yeah, put a couple more R's in there. <laughs> why, do, why do my R's get to be capitalized? Because I felt like it. Okay. Stephen Tar. <laughs> I like that. I like that. Just Julie R. Kevin Sar. Sondars. <laughs> Sondars. <laughs> uh, I feel like I'm back in Wootstock. <laughs> Oh, man. Uh, Julie, do people have free will? Do people have free will? Oh, we're not doing this right now. Just a yes or no? <laughs> I would say yes-ish. Incorrect. You're wrong. Fail. But... <laughs> yeah, that's actually... Isn't there an episode on this? Yeah, yeah, yeah actually so, we did. Okay. We did there probably should be if there hasn't been already. Right. Uh, I'm ooh, pretty sure there has one, been. Alright. Julie, what's the meaning of life? The meaning of life? Wow. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Keep going. Keep going. We, we need more. Yeah. <laughs> that's perfect. That's, that's just, that's all we need. That's all we need. <laughs> This is great. Um, <laughs> uh, an entire show topic, the philosophy of sadomasochism. Yeah. Disgusting. Um, <laughs> Disgusting, no. That should be our answer. <laughs> um, uh, um, these are some old ones. Yeah, these are from six months ago. Yeah, this, some of these have been That's one directed to Kiki. Julie. What do you think about the idea that names have power and significance beyond being able to make the person you're addressing acknowledge you? Feel free to answer from a social, spiritual, or any other perspective that seems appropriate. Uh, well, I think that's, that's actually something I'm really interested in. Um, I think it depends on kind of what a person does with it, if that makes sense, and how much significance they put into their own 
names meaning or like how much they let that define who they are or what they do. Kevin's falling behind. You should just hang, hang up. Hang up for a moment. Oh, by the way, we're transcribing all of your answers verbatim. Your what? We're transcribing all of your answers verbatim into the answers to these form spring questions. <laughs> what? <laughs> um, because we have nothing better to do for the last uh, uh, 21 minutes. <laughs> I don't think we'll take all 21 minutes to do this. But. Yeah, yeah. So the last thing I got was um, what significance they put into their name and how much meaning they give it. Did I say that? Yes. Yes. Yes, you did. Okay. Can I continue? Uh, <laughs> I think this is so weird. Yeah. Yeah, it is. I think I think that's good. Can we just leave it there? Yeah, we'll leave it there. Yeah. yeah let's just leave it there. <laughs> yeah. So, awesome. Julie, if you go to formspring.me slash badphilosophy, you'll get to see all your answers to these questions. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, we're posting them in real time, so. Uh-huh. Um... Okay, I think that's good. I just, I have to, wait, what was that one? Didn't we answer this one? I didn't. I feel like we answered this one two months ago. Uh, well, okay, I'll answer this one. Two questions. First, what is the show's theme song? It is a stock clip from uh, GarageBand. Um, I don't know which one. I think it's, I think it's called, I don't know. I, I don't know what it is. It's just, it's jazzy. (laughs) <laughs> Jazzy. <laughs> um, second, do you think another technological civilization could arise on this planet if the current one should vanish or fail? Yes, because dolphins. Cool. All right. Um, well, I, I my battery is almost dead, so I will need to leave a little <laughs> bit of time here for us to talk post show. So uh, we're going to cut this uh, this bad philosophy short. It was bad. <laughs> um, <laughs> Very bad. I hope they will only get worse from here on out. We've got three more to record in the next week. We're actually gonna. I think we're gonna have Eric Butlick on for the next one. So we'll we'll try to come up. Maybe we'll talk about sadomasochism. I don't know. Um, We'll we'll come up with something a little bit better. This was this This was an episode. Would happen. Yeah. This is you know quantity over quality. But I think this was this was a quality and and disgusting way. Maybe. I don't know. Uh, Julie, thanks for being on the show. Julie, thank you for being on Bad Philosophy. Um, where can people find you on the interwebs, if anywhere? I guess Facebook is the best way. Okay. Follow me. And I honestly, I think it's facebook.com slash, I think I'm julie.p.meadows. Okay. Yes. What's yeah, the P for? that's it. I have a Twitter. I don't use it. I know. I know she has. I know that's her middle initial. I I know that the P would be a middle initial. I know she's Julie P. Right. You're asking what the full name. That's why I asked. What does it stand for? Yeah. Oh, the P. What initial stands for? I thought you said what is the P for? The P stands for page. Page. There we go. Yeah. Thanks. Sorry. We appreciate it. Yeah. Anyways. And you can you can go. Yay, awesome. So, thank you, Julie. Uh, Kevin, we can follow you at twitter.com slash kevsond. Sounds good. V-S-A-U-N-D. You can follow me at uh, strance, twitter.com slash s-t-o-r-r-e-n-c-e. And, uh, of course, you can always follow the show at twitter.com slash badphilosophy. 
Um, you can leave questions on the on the forum spring for us. Uh, we may or may not answer them in the exact same format that we did today, but you can leave them anyway, and it's always good uh, good fodder for us at the end of the episode. That is forumspring.me slash badphilosophy. Um, other than that, uh, we hope you weren't too disgusted by this episode, everyone. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time on Bad Philosophy. Oh god, it's almost dead. So, quick, <laughs> <laughs> do something funny at the end of the show, or else we're gonna run out of battery. Oh my god! Oh, clowns! Ah, oh, Will Wheaton in glasses. Is that hipster Will Wheaton? HipsterStarTrek.tumblr.com. <laughs> I played the game before it was cool. Me and my, my nanites, nanites are playing, playing an acoustic, acoustic set this weekend. <laughs> That's wow. Star Trek hipsters. Ah, uh, boldly go somewhere you've probably never heard of. <laughs> Uh, let's let's all make our disgusted sounds right now. Ew. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Badphilosophy.com. Bad philosophy. If we don't have audio problems, it's not an episode. <laughs>